Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, August 31st at 11.30 a.m. in New York. So let's get after it. Since April, we've suggested the U.S. is at the beginning of a major transition from monetary to fiscal policy dominance. This is a big change from the prior 30 years when monetary policy has often overstepped its bounds, partly due to Congress's inability or unwillingness to borrow more money. However, in the midst of a health crisis, that's not the time to worry about fiscal discipline. At least that's the rationale. It's also one of the primary reasons we called for a V-shaped recovery, and it's core to our view that inflation and longer-term interest rates are likely to rise more and faster than markets currently expect. Fast forward to today, and Congress is now gridlocked on the next potential fiscal package, dubbed CARES 2. It's not that the two sides don't want to provide more support to an economy that still needs it. Rather, the disagreement is about how much spending to approve, where it goes, and who gets credit. Meanwhile, the markets have not really done their job of pressuring Congress into action. With stocks making new highs every week and bond yields very well behaved, there's really no urgency to act. But the noise is starting to build as supplemental unemployment benefits have stopped. The recovery in certain spending may be threatened should these benefits not be restarted in a timely fashion. It's hard to believe Congress fails to execute on some version of this bill, given the consequences of failing to do so. At the end of the day, a little more grandstanding and pressure from the markets are likely to result in a bill getting passed by mid-September. And it could be perhaps larger than expected. $1.5 to $2 trillion is likely, but there's growing possibility that it's larger, according to Morgan Stanley's public policy strategist, Michael Zizis. Turning to the Fed and monetary policy, last week brought the highly anticipated annual meeting of central bankers. This meeting has historically been a time for central bankers, led by the Federal Reserve, to discuss new ideas and even signal new policies to be implemented. This past week did not disappoint in that regard, with Chair Jerome Powell formally announcing the Fed's adoption of an average inflation targeting framework. However, what Chair Powell did not give us was any indication that the Fed's interested in keeping long-term interest rates at such low levels via yield caps. This is consistent with the July Fed meeting minutes released a few weeks ago when the Fed suggested the benefits of yield caps in the current environment are limited and the costs are potentially high and uncertain. While this doesn't rule out the Fed changing its mind in the future, the combination of significantly higher inflation tolerance and the absence of yield caps suggests longer-term interest rates can rise much more than perhaps markets are currently expecting. All financial markets are currently priced for low 10-year yields, indefinitely. And it's worth noting that after the Fed's comments last week, 10-year yields moved higher by 6 basis points, while real yields went up by 5 basis points. The move at the 30-year tenor was even more dramatic, with both nominal and real rates moving up 10 basis points. A few of the biggest beneficiaries of lower rates, gold and growth stocks, sold off. The bottom line is that long-term rates are mispriced. The only thing holding them down has been a belief that the Fed won't allow it. But the Fed's recent messaging suggests otherwise. With a potential $2 trillion fiscal stimulus likely just around the corner, a proper repricing could come swiftly, like it usually does. While congressional gridlock may keep downward pressure on rates in the near term, we recommend using it to position for a move higher. The best opportunity in our view is to buy financials, banks in particular. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people to find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.